Welcome back to the Future of Logistics Real Estate presented by FreightWaves and Prologis. I am Dooner here with Michael Vincent. And guess what? We got a guest this time, brother. It's not just Ooh, awesome. you and me riffing back and forth I up here. Doing our little it. brand of improv. We got Matthew <laughs> Charuka of Vinca Robotics. They've got a super cool robotic pallet jack. We're going to learn all about it and what they're doing in the warehouse space. They're located over in the greater Boston area, which is sort of like the Silicon Valley of robotics. So it's one of the hottest, hypest in incubators for robotics going. And it's no surprise that uh, Matthew would be working out over there right now. Thanks for joining us on the show today. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. So tell us a little bit about, about uh, Vinker Robotics, your director of business development over there. Uh, in partnership with them, you're looking at logistics uh, automation and orchestration company that helps with the distribution of warehousing and manufacturing organizations. You're streamlining processes. Tell us about it. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Vecna Robotics um, is an automation company that focuses on self-driving forklifts, and we also have an AI-based fleet optimization software that uh, plugs into not just our robots, but um, coordinates with manual resources and people as well. It gives you a kind of full holistic view of what's going on with your operations. Um, and so what we're really focused on is trying to optimize within the four walls from the second product comes in and the second product comes out, knowing that there's going to be variety of different robots and form factors and the software that we've developed over the years you know we have a bunch of different robots in our portfolio we have this middle layer that can manage all these different solutions and then we can tie in other robot vendors and the people all together to be working working as one team yeah, so matthew it, it, it mentions the logistics automation and orchestration company right and then you know mm -hmm. we know that you guys are all about workflows over uh over the robots and those kind of flow together, right? Yeah. The workflows and orchestration, I imagine. Can you talk to that? What do you mean by workflows and orchestration over robots? Yeah, it sounds a little weird coming from a robotics company that, you know, we're trying to sell robots, obviously. But um, especially when you look at what we do, right? Um, a lot of people, they'll see a pallet jack driving itself and they assume it's just, all right, I drop it in. I replace exactly what the human's doing. And that's a good way to get started. Um, but you got to remember that robots are different than people. And what you're really looking for is sort of that global process optimization, right? If you're trying to um, supplement your labor force, bring like some stability, but then have the flexibility of that automation to adapt it as it goes over time. And so that's really what we're talking about there is that, you know, robots know everything that's going on around them. They know everything that's coming, everything that's going. And so they can do all of this planning at a different level, whereas humans are really good at, like, local optimization and firefighting and doing a lot more of the creative, high-skilled work. And so if you can find a way to wed those two systems together, um, that's really where we're coming from. Yeah, it's almost like saying, you know, workflow is really what we're trying to solve. It's just yeah. that robots are the best means to the end to do it. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. I, I imagine maybe there's some people in marketing they are like, hey, wait a second, don't, don't put it that way. But I totally get what you guys are coming from there. Now, let's talk about your AMRs for a second, though. They are designed specifically for high weight, high capacity loads. That takes a lot of uh, learning and information going into it. It's uh, machine learning, AI. How are your customers using this solution? Yeah, so since we're operating, you know, with these self-driving lifts, uh, we're in everywhere from automotive plants to e-com centers. Um, and so that's where it really comes down to figuring out what is the use case that you're going to do with these things. If I'm, you know, given the nature of the show, if we're looking at distribution centers and whatnot, um, 
obviously picking and put away is going to be a bread and butter application for us. Um, we've become relatively famous for our work in the parcel space with, uh, with you know, non-conveyables or bulky SKUs. People are shipping, you know, kayaks and furniture and things like that through e-com. Um, and so you've got these platforms that, again, it gives you a little more intelligence and a little more flexibility to route these things around the facility and handle things that a traditional automation system couldn't handle. Um, but really anything that moves on a pallet or weighs a couple tons, um, that's where we're coming in. Yeah, the, that uh, even that out of gauge, like you spoke to, that may be working through an e-commerce or whatever, that, that it can't be handled by normal robotics, but could put on the platform of a pallet or a skid pallet, whatever, and moved. So that, that's uh, that's very interesting. Can you talk to some of the productivity gains that can be realized through through these uh, robots? Yeah, so obviously it depends on who the customer is and what you're doing and whatnot. Um, Typically, we're looking at, you know, 33% is where you're coming in with the productivity gains uh, to start. And then the key is as you keep adding more intelligence, um, anything that's plugged into our platform is collecting data. And then we pump that data back into the system. So it creates this sort of learning loop, right? And so over time, the robots adapt to your site and they get better. Um, but then also it learns the operation, you integrate other systems going on with it. And so at that point, that's where you start to get into, you know, maybe you're doubling your productivity. Um, so it really depends, you know, who we're working with, what we're doing for them, and how integrated we have gotten at that point. So when we look at these robots here and you start bringing them into warehouses, how are they received by the workers? Is it like the town of South Park, like, they took our jobs? Or or is morale improved because your KPIs can, are, you're, you know, your KPIs are uplifted, you can be more productive, uh, you know that these things are safe. What kind of trust are is developing within warehouses with these? Yeah, so obviously the first talk that we always tell people that they need to um, have some town halls before this is even going to start to let people know we're bringing this in and why we're doing it. And you might get some initial um, reservations at first, but then, especially as soon as the robots get there, we find people get very, very comfortable with them. Um, you know, they just walk in front of them all the time and they will generally name the robots themselves and, you know, um, mess around with them and be like, oh, you know, um, Hulk's being a little uh, sassy today. I, I kid you not. Like it's it's just kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> they personalize. Well, them. no, it's funny he says that because in in I don't I haven't seen the supermarkets out here, but in the Boston area, stop and shop supermarkets a couple of years ago, and you know I moved down to Chattanooga, so I'm not sure if that's still the case. But they put these robots in the aisles and they put a sign on these robots at stop and shop, and it said, "I'm just here basically so you get used to me." It's like, uh, you know, it's an imagery. Yeah, yeah. And I think that you kind of have to do that training in a lot of these spaces. Like he's talking about that town hall. You can't just be like, boom, robots. You know, people might, <laughs> yeah, might get a little, a little sketched out. Is that the case? Um, yeah, it's, there's a learning curve when we first come in of learning how the robot's going to behave. Because, again, it doesn't drive like a person. That's kind of the whole point. It's going to be a yeah. lot safer and a, more consistent and whatnot. Um, but then we tend to like partner people up with the robots. And so that's how people get used to them. And then again, it becomes just another tool in the toolkit of they know, okay, I've got this fleet of robots and they're just going to spit me product at the rates that I'm looking for. And all I have to do is uh, make sure that I'm not, um, well, like we were talking about earlier, being a asshole and cutting them off all the time. And stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, you said, but you can't say it. Yeah. I can say asshole because I am from well, Massachusetts. You can't say what? You're from Pennsylvania. <laughs> hey, man, so where do people go to learn more about uh, Venger Robotics? 
Uh, yeah, just come to our website. Uh, we got the virtual booth here, so feel free to stop by, and uh, we're both on LinkedIn and Twitter. So, yeah. Excellent stuff. Love it, man. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Matt. You know, now I'm excited. I want to get a job in a warehouse just so I can flip off a robot when it cuts me off. Yeah, right. <laughs> you think they cut them off on purpose just to see them? I, I don't know. I don't know. I you know, know what's coming up, though? We got a sonar demo with our own Zach Strickland. He's oh, going to yeah. bring you through the latest in sonar, especially from the perspective of, of labor and warehousing, some of the new indexes that have been put inside that system. I'm always hyped to hear what Zach has to say. He's one of the most knowledgeable guys in freight. Oh, he really is, and he does an excellent job with these with these demonstrations and breaking it down so that uh, even I can understand. Yeah, <laughs> you know when you're Don't looking sell at sell yourself <laughs> short, Mister <laughs> well, Dude. You know, you know more than you I'm let just on. Just trying to make Zach sound a little bit better than he actually is, but no, he's 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 excellent. I'm looking forward to this one. This is, you know, looking at at, at site selection and and. Uh, you know, dissecting the location and the real estate of logistics and how it interplays with the movement of, of freight and uh, also employment figures, et cetera, or employee uh, labor statistics, et cetera. Really good stuff. And as we talked about labor, huge, huge issue, becoming a bigger one with warehouses as more and more warehouses open, e-commerce really driving that pay going up into the holiday season. It's going to get pricey on land, sea, air, and then even under the roof of all of these warehouses. Sonar can help you mitigate some of that pain. It's your guiding light in the supply chain. Live.freightwaves.com, register now and hang out and check out that Sonar demo.